Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Couch with the real Dr. J. Hugh, a podcast dedicated to breaking the stigma of mental health, normalizing help seeking, and bringing you tips and tricks for living a thriving holistic life. I'm Dr. Christine J. Hugh, a licensed psychologist and host of the show. I'm pumped to bring you raw and real conversations with clinicians, mental health advocates, and people just like you. And it's all without the psychobabble. And just a quick caveat, this podcast is not mental health treatment, and it's not intended to be a substitute for mental health treatment. So you can check out the show notes for resources on finding a therapist in your area. All right, let's get into it. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Couch. This is your host, Dr. Christine J. Hewitt, and I'm so excited that you are here with us today. I don't know why I sang that. It just felt right. (laughs) So I hope that you are enjoying this month's theme around athletes and mental health, right? We talked on the hot takes a couple of weeks ago about Simone Biles and everything that we were seeing with her in the Olympics and her stepping out of the, the competition almost completely, right? She did compete on the beam. And then last week, we had our mental health hero, my friend Gino Gradkowski, who is a former NFL player, and he opened up with us about his mental health story and how football impacted that. And pulled back the curtain a little bit for us on, you know, what it's like to be an elite athlete and play professional football. Like, that's so cool. (laughs) And so what I thought I would do today is just take a couple of minutes and talk to you about what the F is sports psychology, right? Like, if you know me, um, or you've been around for a while, you've probably heard me talk about sports psych. I am a sports psychologist at a division one university. And it is Oh my gosh, it is so much fun, but it also comes with a lot of questions. A lot of people don't really know what it is or what I do on the day to day. It's a little bit maybe voodoo or you're like, what the heck is happening? So I just thought that I would share a little bit with you today about my background, sort of how I ended up in a career of sports psychology, share a little bit about what I do on the day-to-day. And I got a couple of questions from some listeners about like, what the heck is sports psych? And so one of them was, hey, can you kind of give this sports psych 101? And I hope that I'll hit that as I share with you my background, sort of how I found the field and then what I do on the day-to-day. So I have been an athlete my entire life. I trained in martial arts. I danced for a while. I danced again in high school and we did like competitive dance, which was super fun. Um, And by competitive, I mean like going to competitions and like our team performing against other teams that sounded, I don't know. Anyways, if you don't know what competitive dance is, that's what it was. Um, Let's see. So yeah, karate, I have a black belt did springboard diving in the summers um, to kind of middle school, high school. I dabbled a little bit of gymnastics when I was real young. I mean, like, listen, I was like running and maybe doing like some tucks. I don't know. It it wasn't anything fancy. Um, But then soccer was my main sport. And I played division three soccer um, all four years in college and then played in adult leagues all through graduate school. And then for me, I think about um, just life and fitness, right? I think being an athlete is is always in our blood. And so transitioning into fitness and I taught cycling classes through graduate school to help put some food on the table and, and take care of myself. So sport has 
is in the fabric of my life. I, I enjoy watching it. I enjoy playing it. And, um, yeah, it's just so great. So in college, um, I want to say that it was the summer before my leading into my junior year that I was just kind of playing around online and somehow like, I really couldn't even tell you what I was searching or what I was doing. Um, but I stumbled upon a master's program in sports psychology and I was like, holy crap. Mind you, I was a, um, psych grad, uh, woo, a psych major. I was trying to say psych master and that just it was not coming out because <laughs> that's not what I wanted. I was a psych major in college. And so when I found about found out about sports psychology, I was like, oh my gosh, two things that I love, sports and psychology, and I can do this as a career. And that just set me down the path that I went over the next, oh gosh, I think it was 10, 11 years from there. So finished undergrad, took a little bit of time off because I needed to decompress and have a good time. And then I went and got my master's degree in sports psychology. And that degree was training me to be a, um, like a mental performance consultant. So it wasn't a licensed uh, mental health provider with that degree. It was really focused on getting in, working with athletes and helping them perform to the best of their ability, right? So sometimes it's helping people return from injury or, you know, you're having a hard time connecting or focusing or there's anger or whatever it might be, but we're taking these high performers and helping them ramp it up another notch, another notch, and then maintain that high level of performance consistently over time. That's essentially what we're doing on that mental performance kind of coaching side. So as I was doing that work, as I, as I was studying and, you know, we have um, clients that we're working with under supervision, I was really finding that a lot of the athletes were coming in, sure, with their sport performance piece, but there was more underneath it, right? There were things going on in their life. Maybe there's a trauma history. There are some mental health concerns. There are family dynamics that are all contributing to how they're moving through the world and how they are approaching day-to-day -day life and then ultimately was impacting how they were showing up on the field. And that's how they were getting to me. And because we weren't trained to address those additional pieces, we would have to make referrals to the counseling center or encourage them to go get additional support. And if you know anything about the life of, <clears throat> excuse me, of an elite athlete of a division one athlete, there are so many people that they're accountable to. There are so many meetings that they have to go to that asking them to take on another meeting with another person to address something that I was seeing that just, that didn't land right with me. And I also was feeling very drawn towards supporting them and their growth and development and healing around those pieces because I saw how it impacted their sport performance. And so I wanted to be able to be that holistic provider that could work on the all of those aspects together. And so that's when I decided that I was going to go and pursue a PhD in um, counseling psychology, which would which would train me to be a licensed psychologist, right? So I could be a mental health provider and have this specialization in sports psych. And so that's what I do now, right? And literally like that, finding that, um, you know, that webpage, however long ago it was in the middle of college, really 
got me to where where I am today. And it's it's ultimately the job that I that I got into the field to do, which is really, really fun and fantastic. And so I think one of the things that's that's hard is within the field of psychology, there are so many different ways that people practice, so many different specialties that just because somebody's a licensed psychologist doesn't mean that they do all things, right? Just because somebody is a licensed mental health provider doesn't mean that they can treat all things. And especially when it comes to sport and sport performance, there's there's specific training and science and and cultural aspects that are really important to understand to competently and effectively work with these athletes who have come, whether it's for the mental performance side of it or the mental health side, that part of them being an athlete is never removed. And so we want to make sure that we're providing really informed um, and what I would say culturally competent care. So understanding someone's background who is saying that they do sports psychology or sport consulting work, um, like mental performance work, you want to really understand what is their training and background and what do they provide? Are they someone who is really only focused on that mental performance coaching side of it? Or are they, or they could be a mental health provider who really wants to treat athletes, but maybe they don't do the performance. And then you have folks like myself who you can't see my hands, but I'm making like a Venn diagram of the two sides. There are some of us who have that overlap. And so that's, that's what I do. And I'm over here like geeking out hardcore um, because it's just so much fun what I get to do. So in my day to day working um, with division one athletes, I am very fortunate to where my position is embedded in athletics. So I, my office is on the athletics campus. We're in sports medicine and I only work with the student athletes and the support staffs that are there for their teams. And so I do that individual mental performance work so that that sports psychology work with them, the general counseling needs of, you know, whatever's going on for you as a college student, and then also the mental health treatment. And I mean, nine times out of 10, I would say we're doing blended work, right? We're, we're talking about these life pieces and how they're influenced by sport, how sport is influencing them. Um, it's such dynamic work and it's, it's really fun. And one of the things that I think is so rewarding of working with athletes is they're used to going out and learning a skill, going and trying it, getting feedback, making tweaks, and then doing it again, right? So it's this really fun dynamic environment where we can talk about a skill. I can ask them to go and try it out and bring back feedback to me. And then we tweak it and they go and do it again. And then sometimes the super cool part of it is that I could go out and be in what I say is like, see the clients in their natural environment. It's super normal. And like part of what we do to be present in, in the athlete's environment so that we can observe them performing, we can observe them practicing and provide them feedback on, hey, it looked like you were really tight here. Uh, I feel like you were rushing that. Um, You know, tell me what was going on for you in the moment. Super, super fun stuff. Um, And then the other big part of my job 
is, and and this may be something that some sports psychologists do, just depending on the setting that they're working in, right? So some of some folks who are in private practice or they're out there being contracted with teams, they may just be doing the individual work, right? So depending on their contract or, you know, you you might just have an individual from a couple of teams. So you're not necessarily going in and doing the this teamwork that I'm going to talk about. So another large part of my job is doing team sessions, right? Where so we're, we'll go in and we'll teach. Um, I'll teach visualization to a whole team. We'll get into the nitty gritty. We'll work on a visualization practice, or I'll go in and explain to them like physiologically what's happening for them when they get kicked out of their optimal zone of performance. And then here are some tools and skills to help them get back within this zone where um, you know they have the right amount of physiological. Um, emotional and mental um, activation within their body, right? To to perform at their peak. So I'm teaching them these these skills, and then from there, you know, it's it's individual for them of how they're focusing in on it, how they're identifying where they want to use it in their performance, because not everyone's struggling on the same thing at the same time, and then. From there, we can put these things into practice in in practice and in games. Um, the athletes can come and work one on one to dive in a little bit deeper with what we've taught them in the team sessions. And then also, I really invite the coaches and the rest of the support staff to come in so that they can learn what the team is being taught. So that one, maybe they learn something that helps them perform optimally, right, in their job, uh, but also can be reinforcing the messages that they're teaching and reminding them like, hey, you learned this, this four square breathing with Dr. Jehu, why don't we try that here? Right. So super dynamic. So we've got the individual work, we've got teamwork. So for some, um, some sports psychologists or some consultants, they may be working only at that individual level and not have access to the team, or maybe the other way around, maybe they're contracted by a team and that's what they're, they're there for to do maybe more of these workshops and they won't necessarily have that individual, um, touch point. So then the other really cool part is being able to be present um, for games, right? To be on the sidelines, to be available to the whole, to the team and to the support staff to help them navigate through any challenges. And that's one of my favorite, favorite parts, right? I mean, not only do you get to watch sport, but I'm not, you know, whenever I'm there, I'm not watching just as a spectator, right? I'm, I'm paying attention to the dynamics on the team, what's happening on the sidelines in the dugouts, um, what it, what are the dynamics coming from the opposing team? How are we responding to it? What are the dynamics of the opposing team's coaching staff, of our coaching staff? What impact are the referees having? What impact is the environment having, right? We just came off of COVID where there weren't a lot of a lot of or any fans, right? So that creates a completely different environment. How are our athletes and our teams responding? So there's there's a lot to pay attention to during a competition and lots to dive into and lots to provide feedback on and get in there and do some quick interventions. Check in with an athlete who maybe I'm recognizing that their performance is starting to dip. Um, and that's the thing too, right, is is being there consistently to be able to 
pick up on these nuances, right? So that we can get in and and do some interventions and and make some adjustments. So ultimately the the athlete can perform and we can we can win some games, right? Win some championships. So that's like the fun part of my work. And then obviously there's all the administrative side of things and and building out a program and um, consulting with coaches, right? There's a lot of consulting with coaches. There's a lot of consulting with our support staff. Um, the way that we work in, in our department is really collaborative. And so um, there's a lot of work around making sure that our athletes have the best resources, right? Access to all of the resources to help them be the best. But then also, you know, we can support one another in navigating whatever's happening um, within a team, like within the the dynamics of a coaching staff and the culture of that team. So it's it's really, really fantastic. And I feel like I'm tripping over my words because I had a very full day at the office, right? I had, a, I think I had five clients and three meetings and a consult on the way home. I mean, so there was a lot going on and I'm, I wish you could see me. I'm just sitting here beaming and smiling from ear to ear <laughs> about you know, what this work is, because it is so, so rewarding. So that's a little bit of that, that sports psych 101, kind of some nuances of that individual versus the teamwork. And I got a question from someone about, does it work? Right. And I think that's part of why I have this podcast, right, is to to take us beyond the couch and and, sh- and shed some light on what actually happens. And an ultimate theme of treatment, any way that you that you shake it, right? Or an, anyone who is going in for anything, I tell my athletes all the time, the shit works if you work it, right? There's there's nothing super magical about coming into somebody's office and having a conversation if you're not willing to put in the work, right? If you're not willing to be curious about your experience, whether you're an athlete or not, if you're not willing to be open and honest about what you're experiencing, um, and if and if you're not willing to be reflective and engaged and active in your life between your sessions, like it's not going to work. <laughs> you know, I could tell you a whole bunch of success stories, but at the same time, I could tell you things that that didn't turn out the way that we would hope they would, right? But there are things behind that that maybe what we provide in a team session only scratches the surface and that individual needs to dig a little bit more, but they're not coming in for whatever reason, right? They're not ready. Um, so it, it works if you work it right. And it works if you go in seriously and curi- curiously, I almost said curiosity, <laughs> go in with curiosity to, to get better and to make adjustments, right? When we're, when we're stuck on what we've always done, but it's not working for us, what's going to happen? We're going to get the same result. So yes, it works if you work it. Or maybe I should say when you work it. <laughs> and then the last question I got is is an interesting one that, um, well, anyways, the question is, do all professional teams have a sports psychologist? And I don't, I don't truly know the answer to that, right? I think there are some sports that... Um, are really open and have been for a long time, like golf and tennis, a lot of the the individual sports. But what I'm seeing is more and more 
um, like NFL teams. And I guess I can really like NFL and NBA are having access to some type of provider, right? And so if you remember back to there are the folks that do the sport performance piece and their folks or the sports psych only kind of that performance consulting, the folks that do the mental health and the folks with the blend. I know a lot more organizations are having mental health providers um, on their staff and on scene. And I mean, I could only hope that they have that training in sports psychology and at least that cultural competency about sport and elite sport so that they can be you know, keyed in and effective. But I don't know. I don't know if all teams have them on staff. I certainly think that many teams um, have somebody that they consult with, but it doesn't mean that that provider, like all they do is work with that team. I think we're going to be moving in that direction. But you all the time you have people who if there is some someone or that that resource provided to them within their organization, they might want to go outside just for comfort. I mean, we have athletes all the time who have access to me, um, to me and my postdoc, but they choose to go elsewhere. And that's totally fine because you have to be comfortable in the work that we do, or it's not going to work, right? The does it work question is you've got to be comfortable and willing to engage or it's not, it's not going to work. And I also see within college athletics that more and more schools are hiring sports psychologists or hiring somebody for their counseling center to work specifically with athletes. And again, it goes back to what's their model What type of person are they looking for? Are they wanting someone who's going to do that mental performance coaching, that optimal performance coaching with them, that sports psych piece? Or they want just the general counseling mental health or are they looking for that blend? So it's there's no one way or standard way that it is in the field. Um, So that's I think that's a part that gets tricky for people, too, as they're trying to understand um, is that people are tasked within their organization to do things differently. And so we don't have just that one way of going about it, which also is super fun because it lets us play into our strengths and find the model and the organization that that works for us. So um, those were all of the questions and kind of the the down and dirty that I wanted to give you today. I certainly could talk for hours about this. And it's so fun when I get people, um, students who are interested in careers in sports psych reach out and I just blab their head off all day long. <laughs> so if you have any follow-up questions or things you're curious about, please like hit me up on Instagram at the real Dr. Jehu. I'm so excited when I hear from you all and get to engage with you. Um, And yeah, I hope that you you found this interesting and learned a little bit of something and we'll be coming at you again next week. All right, friends, we'll talk soon. All right, friends, thanks for joining in on another conversation beyond the couch. I'd love to hear your takeaways from today's episode. So if you would take a screenshot and share it in your Instagram stories and be sure to tag me at the real Dr. Jehu. I can't wait to connect with you. All right, we'll talk soon.